Welcome to Stressless Obsessed, the podcast. My name is Sophie Deans, and I'm here to bring you all things on self-care, self-development, as well as lifestyle tips and hacks to keep your life as simple and stress-free as possible. So let's make a start and join me on a journey of living a life with less stress. Welcome back to Stress Less Obsess, the podcast. You're listening to Sophie Deans, your host, that's me. And if you've been following me on Instagram, which you hopefully you should be, if not, give me a follow now at Stressless Obsessed. Um, but yeah, you would know how I've been traveling a lot over the last couple of months. In fact, I only recently just came back from New Zealand and um, <clears throat> and I've had my parents over from the UK as well. Now it was a really great trip and a really cool experience and I loved it. I would definitely go back to NZ. There's still so much to see and so much I want to see if I go back in the future. But anyway, this episode is not all about New Zealand. It's more because, you know, my whole routine has been thrown out and I am a creature of habit. When you're away on holiday, it's great, but what with eating out pretty much every meal, and don't get me wrong, it's been great. I've had some really amazing meals, stunning meals actually. But I feel like I'm really ready to get back into the things that keep me feeling fresh, tip-top, basically fill me with fuel, keep me going. Because unfortunately, being on holiday um, is not sustainable full-time. And not just that, something I experienced when I was away, um, and that was, I think, after about a week or so of eat, eating out, um, you know, breakfast or should I say brunch and dinner at least, I actually got sick. I was eating too much of the wrong things and not getting as much exercise as I'm used to. My food wasn't digesting. There was a bit too many cocktails in there as well. Um, and yeah, that, that took, um, made me take notice that hey you need to slow down and um and so I try to but <clears throat> yeah I think coming away from a holiday is not sustainable I'm ready and raring to get back to my usual routine keep me feeling good give me all my energy keep my battery full and you know that affects your mindset too so get back into positivity so some other things, not just around eating, but some other things that fell out or I couldn't do part of my routine, things like my fortnightly sensory deprivation floats, which again, you should know, I, I talk about them in a lot of episodes. They really do ground me and clear my mind and bring me back to base. 
things like having my morning celery juice every day, which I couldn't have when I was away. It's just, we were on the road every two to three days. Just wasn't going to happen. Walking my dog. I didn't have my dog with me in New Zealand, sadly. Um, But yeah, that's something that I love doing every day, going to different parks, being out in nature. I love having my daily matcha, which I tried as hard as I could whilst in New Zealand to get a daily matcha. And I was quite surprised. I got it in more places than I expected. It's obviously becoming more popular now. Something I really, really craved after about three weeks of eating out a lot it's just whole foods homemade meals I really noticed whilst being in New Zealand and I guess even in Melbourne eating out a lot of places don't have like potatoes in their salads it's like if you order a salad it's just salad like vegetables and then a protein and there's not any carbs and If I do my salads at home, I'm always putting in like baby potatoes or I'm having like a jacket potato and anyway, that's digressing. But yeah, and another thing is I haven't caught up with my friends in the whole sort of three weeks I've been away. So I'm really excited to, as much as the holiday was great and I saw some great sights, I'm really excited to get back into my routine get back and more focus on the podcast and creating content and that fulfills me so yeah you know what it's like when you go on holiday and then you're like what even was my routine again that's kind of what I've been like this week or like what did I even do before I went away you know when you go on holiday and then you go to log onto your laptop and you're like oh, I forgot the password, kind of like that feeling. Anyway, so it's got me thinking, what did I do before? How am I going to get back to feeling good? You know, and that's why I've decided to do this episode. It's been on my mind and I just wanted to share it with you. So, you know, uh, you don't just have to have gone on holiday like me to benefit. I feel like um, the 10 ideas that I'm going to give you today are really good if you just need a bit of a reset. Perhaps you've gotten really swept up with the year, you've been really busy, maybe busy with work, maybe busy with other things, I don't know, maybe you're planning a wedding or something and you're just, basically you're just out of your routine, your equilibrium. And so maybe you don't even remember what equilibrium is. So I hope that some of these 10 ideas and tips will help to rebalance you and get you out of that funk that you've been in. So with that, let's get started. My number one is move your body. So I'm talking physical activity, even a short walk, maybe some stretching. These can all release endorphins and boost your mood. Just, this doesn't have to be like signing up for a gym membership or doing anything big or, or life-changing. 
I kind of actually recommend starting slow with something small if you really feel like you have been in a bit of a funk lately and you're feeling like a bit sluggish and you don't you're not you don't have time for yourself start slow start with small steps even just aiming to get outside today um and hopefully every day even if it's just for 10 minutes even if it's just a walk around the block just to get out of your four walls four walls then just just do that if that's all you can manage start small and trust me not only will the movement help it, it won't just help you feel that even a fraction better but there are other things that come with you know getting outside and going for that walk some things that you least expect so you could potentially bump into a friend you might end up chatting to a stranger and that might brighten your day you might really witness something beautiful like you might pat a real friendly dog you might end up playing ball with a dog at your local park and that might really bring a smile to your face you might notice really beautiful plant or flower whilst on your walk so many things can happen that you won't experience whilst you're sat at home indoors and so many of these things ha have happened to me either when I've been feeling a bit low you know like a low mood a bit stressed a bit unmotivated perhaps a little lazy and I've just not wanted to go for that walk and it seemed to me like it would be a really big effort but something like I've just mentioned happened they boosted my mood and I've obviously been grateful enough to recognize that and I still remember each of those things when I've gone for a walk and a dog's brought a ball over to me or you know a cat's walked across my path for a pat you know those small things can brighten your day so yeah I'm not sure if my number one tip here is to say get moving I think get moving to start with to start with but then to get outside if you can and if you can't get outside today and you really don't feel like it it might be too much try some stretching and then maybe try to get outside tomorrow instead it's okay to just do what you can the second one I have for you number two is to practice mindfulness taking a few minutes each day to focus on your breath and observe your thoughts observe your thoughts without judgment and mindfulness can help reduce stress stress as we know and promote a sense of calm now the obvious one and something that I try to incorporate into my everyday um, my usual routine is meditation and that's usually a guided meditation now I post guided meditations on this podcast once a week on a Thursday usually so if this is something that you're new to feel free to dip in and have a little and that's a really great place to start. Now, if you're not into meditation or you don't fancy it, it's not the only way that you can be mindful. There are some other ways as well. So let me give you some ideas. We've got mindful walking. Perhaps as you do uh, point number one, take your leisurely walk. You can pay attention to each step you take. 
Notice the sensations of your feet touching the ground, the movement of your body and the sights and sounds around you. So you're not scrolling on your phone, you're not listening to music, you're literally present in every step. Another one I like is mindful journaling. I think this is great if you really are feeling a bit shit. Um, but yeah, mindful journaling. You're basically taking some time to write down your thoughts, your feelings and experiences without any judgment. And it's a good way to kind of vent without actually venting to anyone and just getting your feelings down on paper. I think sometimes it can be really hard to know what we're thinking. Our, our minds can feel like a bit of a mess. So to be able to see it on paper, we can actually figure things out a bit easier. Um, and it's a good way to take the opportunity to reflect on our emotions and just gain an insight into our own world. Yoga. I do love a bit of yoga. Practicing yoga is definitely mindful because you're paying attention to your breath and your posture, your movements, and it's a great way to relax as well. And another idea for you for mindfulness is some daily check-ins, which similar to journaling, I guess, but you don't have to write it down. You're just taking a few moments each day to check in with yourself reflect on how you're feeling physically mentally and emotionally and it could just help you stay connected to the present moment so the now the, the today and you're not focusing on the past or the future how do you feel now and then you're tuning into your inner state okay let's move on to number three the third way to get yourself out of a funk this one, depending on your personality type, may not sound so easy. And so I wanted to break it down. So the point is, the idea here is to connect with your loved ones. And so by that, I mean reaching out to friends or family members for support and connection. And that might be sharing your feelings with someone you can trust and they can help provide comfort and support. But if you're like me, when I'm stressed or feeling a bit low, feeling a bit of a uh, funk, I tend to actually withdraw and keep myself to myself. So yeah, I know it is useful to, and it would make me feel better, but when you're feeling kind of unmotivated, it sounds like a real big step to maybe reach out to a friend and saying, oh, I don't feel so good. You might, I know a lot of people feel like they're burdening people and I know it's not the case, but if that sounds like too big a step, then maybe just reaching out to a friend or a family member just for a quick chat. You know, if that's too much, maybe it's just a text and you don't have to mention what's going on in your mind. It's more about um, enabling that connection so you aren't withdrawing you're not isolated you don't feel alone but instead you have this um, pathway of conversation you know 
maybe you're just um, giving your grandparents a call or your parents a call to check in on them. And it's just to have a conversation with someone about anything. Just so you have people there and you don't feel so alone. And I think just having that network available, then the next step, if you need to, if you want to bring up the topic that's on your mind or something that's bothering you, your stresses, your busyness, um, that won't feel like too much of a jump because you're already in conversation. Maybe they tell you about what's going on in their life and you're able to equally vent and it'll just bring you closer together and you'll feel connected. Connection is real key. Right, number four. And this is something you should always be doing, by the way. And if you have a lot going on at the moment, you have probably dropped this off. And that is prioritizing self-care. By self-care, I'm talking about dedicating time each day to activities that nourish your mind, your body, your soul, you know, whether it's reading a book, taking a bath, just doing something you enjoy, like a hobby you love. Life is way too short to not be doing the things you love and enjoy on a daily basis. And if you're feeling stuck at the moment, start small. Okay, so it might literally be getting out of bed and having a shower. It could be washing and styling your hair, putting something nice on. That looking after yourself will make you feel instantly a little bit better. It could be something like making the time to go to bed earlier so you get a full night's sleep. It could be taking a personal care day from work to reset yourself. And whilst we're on that topic, I am a super strong believer of utilising personal days, not just when you are sick because you should have taken that personal day way a long time ago. That's why you got sick. But I think personal days should be, yes, if you do get sick, but if you're someone that rarely uses their sick leave when they are sick, um, or you just don't get sick too often, then use them to take a break. I know we have annual leave days as well, and I know a lot of people like to take the annual leave when they're actually going on holiday. So if you have lots of um, personal leave, they're, they're yours to be taken, okay? Anyway, other self-care, which might not be so obvious, could be things like creating your own financial budget or creating a savings goal. It could be um, coming up with a plan or goals for the year ahead, planning or booking travel to look forward to, so that gives you some excitement and some things to focus on in the future. But it could also be having a quiet weekend and staying at home, having a duvet day. You can literally go as big or as small as you want, but it is something that should light up your life, something on a daily basis and benefit you and looking after yourself and make you feel good. Okay, so number five, we're halfway through and 
this is a little bit controversial because my point here, point five, is limiting media exposure. And I think, you know, switching off the news and taking a break from social media, taking a break from the news, I think that can be a positive thing when you're not feeling your best. The news, of course, is real with what's happening in the world. But when you're not feeling great yourself and it's a struggle to look after yourself, I think it can be a burden to be hearing more negativity that's going on in the world. So I think, yes, we should absolutely know what's going on across the world. We should not be naive. Um, But if you, I mean, the negative news can contribute to feelings of stress and low mood. So this isn't going to help us when we really need to reset and come back and rebalance ourselves. So I think it's worth considering taking a break from screens and instead engaging in activities that uplift you. Kind of going on a little bit of a digital detox if you can. At least until you're firing on all cylinders again. Right, number six, set realistic goals. This is really important, especially of all the points we're discussing here. When you're thinking about taking on board these tips, don't think about going all in and going big. I know you might have like, yes, I'm going to be firing all cylinders tomorrow. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk for an hour. No, 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 no. That's not the way to go. I love your enthusiasm if that's you. But let's be realistic and let's break this down into smaller steps first. You don't have to go all in in one go. It can feel so, so, so disheartening and like you failed if you have these big goals and, you know, you're enthusiastic for this huge change and then it just doesn't eventuate. I find chopping them into smaller, more manageable steps is the way to go. And actually, it means you get more celebration. So every time, you know, you walked around the block today, oh my God, such a good job. I didn't think I could do that. Tomorrow, I went for a walk for 10 minutes. Great. Oh my God, I feel even better today. The next day, you walk for 20 minutes. Oh my God, I'm doing so well. All these little celebrations and pats on the back and you'll feel better. You'll motivate yourself to do more. If you just aim to go, right, that's it. I'm going to walk for an hour every day. It's going to make me feel great. But you don't really want to walk for an hour because you don't really have time. And then so you don't end up going and then you feel like you failed. Or it's not sustainable. So if you can see what I say, I'm saying, Start slowly, you'll feel good, then you'll keep going. You don't want to feel like you failed at anything, not just at this. This is just an example. Um, But any of your life goals or plans, start with small steps. And then every time you celebrate, you will actually motivate yourself to keep going. Right, number seven, sleep. Get great quality sleep always. If you're not, this could be a huge reason and a huge part why you're feeling out of sorts. Aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep every night is optimal. 
and I think slowing down to establish a relaxing bedtime routine that will really help to promote restful sleep and help in rebalancing yourself and everything you do during the day. Quality sleep is so absolutely essential for mood regulation and overall well-being and I can vouch for that because when I have sucky sleep, especially if it's across more than a couple of days, I am not a good person and there's nothing I can really do about that apart from try and get better sleep. Um, On the flip side, perhaps you're actually sleeping a lot more a lot more than this maybe you're sleeping throughout the day you're feeling really tired you're struggling to find motivation and you know you don't feel like doing any of the other things you know on this um out of this 10 ideas and when we're going through stressful situations and difficult times it is super important to make sure we're getting enough rest but once we've caught up and we've taken that break, we really have to try and get back into a good routine where we're avoiding oversleeping because it can really make you feel more sluggish. So it's like, have you ever woken up early and felt fine and you could have got up, but you've looked at the time and gone, oh, I don't actually have to get up yet. I can go back to sleep for another hour or half an hour. Woohoo! And then you wake up to your alarm another hour or half an hour later or longer and you feel worse and you're like, oh no, I shouldn't have gone back to sleep. That's what I'm talking about here. So finding a sleep pattern that's optimal for you, it can take time. But once you've got it, if you keep your routine regular or as near as you can, even at the weekends, you actually should just wake up naturally. And so, for example, for me, I know that I need eight to nine hours sleep. I give myself about nine hours and then if I wake up naturally around this time, if not before. Okay, eight is practice gratitude. Take some time each day to reflect on the things that you're grateful for. And it could be something like a beautiful sunset. It could be a really delicious meal. It could be a kind gesture from a friend. Either way, cultivating gratitude can really shift your focus from feeling negative and down and low to positive and upbeat and uplifted. And I think this becomes much easier once you start doing some of the things I mentioned above. So you'll notice and see joy and positivity in things. And if you just stop and just take a moment to be grateful for them, they will lift you up even higher and give you that forward momentum to keep going and propelling you to even even better times. So just make sure you stop, notice the glimmers, Even if it's only one thing today, I don't feel like you have to do full lists. Like you must be grateful for three things or five things every day. I think just noticing certain things, you know, let me give you an example. So like I mentioned earlier, you go for that walk and a cute cat stops in your path and looks up at you like give me a stroke and you give it a stroke and it makes your day. 
I'm an animal person, so that would 100% make my day, and it has done in the past. So things like that, just being grateful, like that was a really nice thing to happen to me, and I appreciate it. Or having your favorite tea in the sun in the morning and just appreciating being able to stop for a second, things like that. It will really set the tone for the rest of the day. Point number nine is seek professional help. If you're struggling to cope with stress or anxiety, depression, low mood, mental health, please consider reaching out to a therapist or a counsellor for support um, or even your GP. Professional help can provide valuable tools and strategies for managing, you know, difficult emotions and situations. I think... It's important to note that seeking help from a professional is really not a last resort. These people are there for a reason. They're trained, they're skilled, and if you need the guidance, any amount of guidance or coping techniques and mechanisms, that is 100% what they are there for. If you're not sure if the things you're doing are not helping, then just to have someone, even as a sounding board, who you don't know if that's easier, someone to vent to, lighten the load, please utilize these services. If you've tried all of the above, what I've mentioned today, then what have you got to lose by reaching out to see what a professional can offer you? Um, my last number 10, please, please, please remember to be kind to yourself. It's so easy to beat ourselves up over why are we feeling this way? Why are we not as motivated as we were before? Why do we feel stuck and put all this blame on ourselves? And you just need to remember that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. We can't, we're not machines, we can't be 100% all of the time. We have feelings and emotions and we're impacted by life and situations. And just treat yourself with compassion and kindness, just as you would a friend. Recognize that healing takes time. Don't forget to celebrate your progresses, no matter how small they are. And just focus on the brighter days that are ahead. So just start small. Remember, do what feels good to you. This is not a list of things to add to your ever-growing list of to-dos, work to-dos, admin to-dos. This is just a reminder to do what lights up your life, what fulfills you and resets you and puts you in a positive mindset to help you power through every day. So give these things a try. See how they make you feel. See if they make you feel better, more positive and happier. And I'll just summarize these 10 for you again. These 10 tips to help get you out of a funk are move your body and get outside, practice mindfulness, connect with loved ones, prioritize self-care, whatever this looks like for you, if it's hobbies, pampering, organizing your life and goals, restrict your media exposure, so that's your news, social media, you know, even a full digital detox, set realistic goals, celebrate achievements, 
get quality sleep, you know, seven to t- seven to nine hours, set yourself up with a relaxing wind down routine. Practice gratitude when you see and feel those glimmers of sparks of happiness and don't force it. Seek professional help and support. Do not leave it as a last resort. These services are there to be used. And finally, and most importantly, I think, be kind to yourself. Do not aim to fix everything all at once. Take it slow and know and appreciate that you are only human and we're all humans. Anyway, thank you for listening. I really hope that this helps to get you back on track so you, you know, in the next days and weeks, you feel like you've got a bit more of a spring in your step. You're feeling a little bit more excited about life and the rest of this year at least. So if you like this episode, please follow me on the platform that you're listening on and rate and review. I'd love to hear what helped you the most out of my list of 10 here. Or if you've got anything else that really helps you to get out of a funk when you're feeling a bit low. And then I can share these with our listeners. So feel free, drop me a comment or a message on Instagram. And thank you for lending me your ears. I'll catch you next time. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Stress Less Obsessed. And thanks for listening. Until next time, breathe and stress less.